Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast, everybody. Hope you are having a fantastic Thursday afternoon. Thursday Night Football is tonight. Week two of the NFL season begins. Week two, we're here. We're here to week two, guys. We're kicking off with Bengals versus Browns. That's just, I'm going to get this out of the way. That's a horrible matchup. I probably... Won't really watch this whole game. I will watch a recap of it, the uh, condensed version, but no way I spend two, three hours watching the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is the only one happy with how the Browns have been, uh, you know. If if you know, you know. We don't have to go all the way in, but uh, I, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's, <laughs> never mind. Okay, so Bengals, Browns. That's how we're going to kick off the matchups. And on this podcast today, we are just going to get straight into the starts and sits for each matchup, trying to shorten this thing down. We're at 40 minutes. I want to keep things under 30 minutes. So I'm just going to go through each matchup, the first eight matchups of the week. And then I will get into starts and sits for each matchup. And then some closing remarks. Tomorrow, we've got Fantasy Docs with the injury report. Lots of injuries, guys. Lots of injuries already. One week in, Michael Thomas, he's gone. Miles Sanders, have no clue what's going on. Chris Godwin, no clue what's going on. Kenny Galladay, no clue what's going on. Mike Evans, no clue what's going on. Holy smokes, guys. The injuries are racking up. And these reports are so varying. You see, like, oh, enters... Uh, enters concussion protocol, expected to play, limited snap. It's so confusing, so we're going to have Fantasy Docs, Dr. Nathan Natwa, come back on the show. It's going to be a weekly segment, and he's going to get into all the injury reports. So uh, uh, drop a question on the TikTok page if you uh, have a specific question about a specific player's injury, and we'll get into that. We'll cover. We'll try to cover most of the main players, the, the newsworthy guys. But uh, let's let's... Uh, get right into the Bengals-Browns matchup. So Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield, are you starting either of these guys? Honestly, I'm not. If I'm in a league and I drafted Burrow because I'm a believer in him this year, uh, I, I was pleased with what he did last week. But apart from that uh, 23-yard touchdown rush, things didn't look great fantasy-wise. I mean, he's promising. I'm not going to say he's he doesn't look great, you know, for future. But fantasy-wise right now, not interested in starting him. Um, Baker Mayfield pretty much uh, was awful last week. Nine fantasy points, 21 for 39, 189 yards, an interception, and a touchdown. Beautiful, beautiful. Baker Mayfield, here's his report, turns in a dud in opener. Yep, you can say that again. Baker Mayfield, completely dreadful performance in fantasy um can we expect a rebound honestly i would expect a bit of a rebound seeing as cincinnati Bengals, their defense is not anything like the baltimore ravens but you can't fire baker mayfield up into your lineup after that game there are better options 
I expect a bit of a bounce back, but there are better options than Baker Mayfield. So no, I'm not starting either of these guys. Running back position, this is actually fun. We got Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb, the battle of the bounce backs. Who has the bigger bounce back week? Which running back has the bigger bounce back? I just like saying that. It's fun to say. Uh, Joe Mixon, he he, he had a, a pretty lousy performance in week one. Six fantasy points. Not what you wanted from your first round pick. Nick Chubb did even worse. Five fantasy points. Oh, and what's worse for Chubb is Kareem Hunt had... 12 fantasy points, out-touched him, out-received him. Uh, <laughs> both of them fumbled, but Chubb did lose the fumble, which is a bit worrisome. Honestly, I'm expecting big-time bounce backs from both these running backs. Uh, Joe Mixon, starting with confidence, uh, I'm buying low, even if he has another bad performance. I'm a believer in Joe Mixon this year. I don't care if he starts off you know, two, three bad weeks. I'm buying on Joe Mixon, and I'm expecting a bounce back today from him. Nick Chubb, I'm actually expecting a big time bounce back. I think Chubb and Hunt will both be good tonight. I think Hunt is a solid RB2 in PPR leagues, but I think Chubb reemerges. He smashes the Bengals defense. People go, oh, this is the Nick Chubb we wanted to draft. All the people who said Nick Chubb was going to be bad, they're going to get flamed. All the people who said Nick Chubb were going to be good, they're going to be like, I told you so. Nick Chubb is a beast. And it's going to be somewhere in the middle of this whole season, just kind of fluctuating based on matchups, how the game strip goes. That's a big part of why Hunt outperformed Chubb. They got completely get up. Boat, boat, boat raced out of the opening gates. Boat raced out. That's not right. But they got completely floored by the Ravens offense. The Bengals don't have the ability to completely floor the Browns. At least I don't think so. So I think Chubb is going to have a great night tonight. And I think Hunter is going to have a pretty good game too. And I like Joe Mixon as a bounce back today too. Wide receiver position, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Those are the four main guys in this game. Uh, it's, a, it's a game of who will get the touchdown. That's the game. That's that's the uh, touchdown roulette is what you're playing with either of these guys. Uh, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, who gets the touchdown? No clue. I am starting green if I have him. I think uh, as long as he's healthy, he's a solid start as a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three. You know, he he was targeted at the end of the game for the touchdown. That is a bit promising. He was targeted nine times, and when the game was on the line, Burrow targeted him in the end zone. Couldn't come up with the catch, but that is promising to see. Uh, Boyd, a little disappointing with the targets. Only five for 33 yards. I don't think I'm starting him this week. Honestly, you'd you'd have to bank on a big-time touchdown. But given that I think it's going to be a more run-heavy game and A.J. Green is going to be the uh, red zone threat for the passing game, I'd start Green, sit Boyd. Wide receivers on the Browns, Odell Beckham and Landry. There's some varying reports for... uh, Jarvis Landry's injury report, not really sure what's going on. They say he will probably play. Uh, Am I starting him? He had five receptions for 61 yards. Not great in PPR leagues. I, I guess I'm firing him up if I have to, but I'm not excited about it. And I would expect a similar, you know, 10 to 12 point performance and you're just going to hope once again touchdown roulette who gets the touchdown Odell Beckham Jr. are we starting him five fantasy points holy smokes three of ten three of ten for 32 yards this is frustrating because you want to start Odell because there's a name you look at the opportunity and you go 10 targets in a PPR league 10 targets that is amazing but he resulted in 32 yards. 32 yards. 
And as gross as it is, I'm starting Odell Beckham Jr. Look, the targets are there. There's going to be opportunity. Much worse secondary this week. And I think I think the Browns and Odell Beckham Jr., they 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 kinda they want to prove that they're not this laughing stock. And and I know that you can't be like, oh well, they want it more. They, but that does play some. Odell Beckham Jr. is a very emotional player. So is Baker Mayfield. And I think the targets are there, the opportunity is there, the matchup is there. I think Odell Beckham can produce tonight. I'm still not super high on him season long. But he can definitely have good performances. So I guess I'm starting Beckham, you know, hoping for a big play. Jarvis Landry, you're starting in PPR leagues as a flex, hoping for the touchdown. Wide receivers, Austin Hooper did nothing. Two for two for 15 yards. That's horrible. Horrible. If only someone had told you Hooper wasn't going to be as good this year. <laughs> That's me. Now, the one saving grace for Austin Hooper is David Njoku has been sent to IR with a di- uh, with an injury. Not really sure what the injury was, but no, uh, Njoku did get the touchdown, 50 yards and a touchdown. So if you say, oh, the 50 yards touchdown go to Austin Hooper, then Austin Hooper suddenly becomes a good start. We can't do that. That's not how football works. But if you have Austin Hooper in a 12-man league, I think he is a safe start this week, especially because there aren't really any tight ends out on the waiver wire that are better. You know, Dallas Godair, he's probably taken. Um, uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson was probably drafted. So so there aren't really any other options for you. Uh, if you can get Jonu Smith, I would probably plug him in over Hooper, but Hooper is a safe option this week with David Njoku out. Who do I have taken this one? I think the Bengals are going to win. I think the Bengals are going to win. A little bit, but I think the Bengals. And no, 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 I'm changing. I think Browns win. I think the Browns win. Yeah, I, 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 I think Burrow will have a solid game, but not fantasy start worthy. I think Joe Mixon will have a solid game, but nothing extraordinary. I think Green. Yeah, but I think the Browns just. I, th- I think they get a win. Alrighty, next matchup, we have the glorious Chicago Bears versus. The glorious New York Giants. This is such a gross game. I I hate this. Giants versus Bears. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of this team, great. But uh, a lot of fantasy disappointment on both these teams. Daniel Jones. He put up 17 fantasy points. Two interceptions. Costly interception at the end of the game. Um, this is what we're expecting from Daniel Jones. We're expecting a lot of pass attempts, some yards, some touchdowns, and some picks, and eventually some strip sacks. I've, I've never been a big fan of Jones this whole year. My my infamous TikTok Daniel Jones rant talked about the decision-making, the fumbles, and I'm still out on Daniel Jones. He, he, has the, he, he has the ability to make some great throws, to make some big plays, but I just, I'm not a believer yet. I think he could become something great, but he has so many issues to work on, especially against a hungry Bears defense that's better than I think they performed last week. I, I'm not starting Daniel Jones. I'm also not... I, Mitch Trubisky, 24 points. Mitch Trubisky is extremely interesting because as bad as Trubisky is, we've seen over his whole career, he can explode for massive games. 
as inconsistent, as inaccurate, as bad as he's been, he can have big games. And he had one last week, 242 yards for three touchdowns. And Mitchell Trubisky has the Giants this week, a good matchup. Atlanta next week, a good matchup. And Indianapolis, another good matchup. I am starting Mitch Trubisky. I think Trubisky is going to get off to a blazing hot start these next three, four weeks when he's got these prime matchups, and then things are going to simply fall apart. I think he gets to Tampa Bay, Carolina, Rams, New Orleans, Tennessee, Minnesota, Green Bay. It's going to be a disaster for Mitch Trubisky. At some point, they're going to bring in Foles. But I think Trubisky has an extraordinary start to the season. So I am starting him in this matchup. We still haven't seen uh, Cohen or did it, uh, David Montgomery produce as great real life or fantasy running backs. Montgomery was good last week, 4.9 yards per carry, but only 13 attempts. Didn't really get involved in the receiving game. I think he can start David Montgomery. You're going to bank on a touchdown, though. That's that's He's a low-end RB2 flex. Now, on the other side of the ball, we got Saquon Barkley coming off a horrible game. 15 attempts for 6 yards, 4 yards per carry. He did save it, though, with 9 targets, 6 receptions for 60 yards. And that's what's very interesting to me, is in a game where Saquon Barkley rushed for 0.4 yards per carry. He got 12 points. He got 12 points in PPR leagues. Obviously, we're starting him, but that's promising. That shows that is Saquon Barkley's floor. That's one of the reasons I was so high on him, that floor in a horrible game where he cannot find any room to run. He still had 12 fantasy points. Find me another running back who averaged 0.4 yards per carry, only six yards, and still had 12 fantasy points. That's impressive. That is impressive. I think he has a bounce back. I'm starting, you're, you're starting Saquon, but I think, I think he's a safe play. Darius Slayton, six of nine for 102 yards and two touchdowns. I'm going to admit it, guys. I slept on Darius Slayton. Um, I, I've I've liked him, but I've never really made videos talking about Darius Slayton. He was, he's always been kind of on the back burner for me. Some of that, yeah, I think he's good. I think he'll be good. But I just never like had the enthusiasm to make a video about him. But Darius Slayton came out last week, proved me a doubter wrong. Six receptions on nine targets for 102 yards and two touchdowns. That is impressive. That is a very impressive game, especially considering how he finished the 2019 season with a 33-yard game, then a couple 10-yard, 10-point games, the 35-point game, 19. He showed us last year. He had, you know, bright flashes of monster games and then quiet games. He showed us, though, that he has talent. And the question is, is he going to become Daniel Jones, you know, wide receiver one, someone who's given consistent high-volume targets? Because if he is, he'll be able to produce. And so far, through one week, which isn't a huge sample size, but he was targeted often, he made the most of his targets, and he was the he scored two times. So I like Darius Slayton, uh, really, rest of season. I'm starting him this week. I think he's earned a spot in your starting roster, especially if you don't have like a bunch of high-caliber 
wide receivers. If you had Michael Thomas, he's out, and now you're like debating, oh, do I throw in Corey Davis or Darius Slayton? I'd go Darius Slayton. Now, it's interesting to note Chicago, San Francisco, Rams, some some bad matchups coming up. And I think it's possible we see Darius Slayton throw up this 29-point performance and then kind of the fizzle out. And people, you know, say, oh, it was an anomaly, uh, a crazy week one performance. We're dropping him. We're moving on. And then he gets Washington, Philly, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philly by Cincinnati. And I think he really emerges once again this year as a second half of the season uh, a superstar. Now, what's going to be interesting, if in, if Chicago, San Francisco, Rams, Dallas, if he can produce 10 to 15 points in those games, I am completely all in on Darius Slayton. But as of right now, I like him and I'm starting him. He's earned a role in your starting roster. Uh, Sterling Shepard, um, you know, six for six, 47 yards against Chicago. Not excited. I'm not starting him. PPR leagues, I guess he has some value if you are decimated, you know, all your wide receivers are injured, which is which is possible. You know, if you had Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin and Michael Thomas and you thought you were stacked, you may be in a situation where you got to play Stern and Shepard. Um, I doubt that that situation really exists, and I doubt you'd have Sterling Shepard as your best option. I'm not interested in Shepard this week. Now, on the other side of the ball, Allen Robinson Nine targets for 74 yards. Pretty good game, pretty good game. He has requested a trade, though. Capitalize, guys. Capitalize on the on the uh, uncertainty of fantasy football owners because he's got the Giants and then Atlanta, and he's going to completely go off. He and Terbisky are going to be like the number one quarterback and number one wide receiver, and it's going to be hilarious. But they have such an amazing start to the schedule. Um, that I think they're gonna just have a have a a really great start to the season. So if you can buy low on Allen Robinson, you know, twelve points and then request a trade, all that all that uncertainty, I'm buying low on him because I think he's gonna produce well if he's on the Bears. I think on another team he's still gonna be able to produce really well. So I'm starting Robinson all in on him. Uh Evan Ingram had a horrible performance. I'm not exactly expecting things to get much better for Ingram. I think Saquon and uh, Saquon and Darius Slayton are the offense. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in Ingram, really. I mean, if you have him and you don't have another tight end, you start him because he's your tight end. But I'm not, like, excited about Evan Ingram. And Jimmy Graham is a little bit similar. Uh, just you're hoping for a touchdown. You're hoping for a touchdown from these tight ends. That, that's all I can say about these tight ends. You know, if they're not part of the big, like, top eight guys, you're just hoping for a touchdown. Alrighty, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be a great fantasy game, guys. Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott, holy smokes, starting them both, loving them both this week. Dak Prescott coming off a, a lackluster game, 17 points, but 39 attempts, guys, 39 passing attempts. Oh, yeah, the volume's there. Didn't really capitalize, just didn't really happen. But I think he's going to rebound in a massive way against this Falcons defense that just gave up the monster performance to Russell Wilson. Matt Ryan on the other side of the ball. I'm starting. The dude had 54 passing attempts, 450 yards. We talked about it on the previous podcast. But Matt Ryan is one of the best quarterbacks, in my opinion. I think he's going to have a monster season. Now, Todd Gurley and Elliott starting both. Zeke looked so good. 27 fantasy points. 
96 yards and a touchdown, 43 receiving yards and a touchdown. Amazing game from Ezekiel Elliott. Falcons just allowed the two touchdown game uh, from uh, Chris Carson. So I think it's possible we see Elliott get more and more involved in this passing game, especially with Blake Jarwin taking some of the short routes. He is now on injured reserve. So man, Ezekiel Elliott, all in on him this week. Obviously, you're starting him, but he's going to have another huge game. Todd Gurley, pretty interesting. 14 attempts, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Didn't get too involved in the passing game. Only one yard on two receptions. Uh, he he had a pretty good game. 13 points. That's a pretty decent game from a third-round, fourth-round running back in your draft. Uh, and I'd expect similar numbers from him this week. 10 to 15 points. You're hoping for a monster touchdown or something. But I, I I'm starting him. And I'm expecting a similar outcome as to what we saw last week for um, Todd Gurley. Now, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. Last week, Julio had 25 points. Ridley had 34 points. And Russell Gage had 21 points. That's That's got to be one of the best fantasy trios of all time. All three of those guys just completely went off. And it's it's hard to say who's going to do it this week because there's no way they all sustain that type of production. But I think they do this week. I think Julio Jones has a great game again. Calvin Ridley has a great game. And I think Russell Gage has another great game. I think Russell Gage is here to stay. Okay? It may sound crazy. I think Russell Gage is going to be one of the one of those sleepers this year that even the people talking about sleeper wide receivers like I did didn't even have him on their radar. I think he came on week one, obviously put up probably what is his ceiling, but I think he's going to be involved in this offense. And I think the Cowboys offense is good enough that the Falcons will have to keep passing and throwing. And I think 12 targets for Russell Gage. I think with 12 targets that game, I think he sees something similar this game. So I'm starting Jones, I'm starting Ridley, and I'm starting Gage, and I'm expecting massive upside from those guys again. Now on the other side of the ball, Amari Cooper, 18 points. Great game, even in that bad matchup. Gallup, only 8 points. Uh, he, he had that one that got called back. Um, so that changed his performance. And then C.D. Lamb, had 10 points. Honestly, I'm starting all three of those guys this week in fantasy. I think this is the game this week that is the high scoring, you know, 47 to 49, 56. It's one of those games. The game that kind of establishes NFL's back. We got the high scoring offense. We got the superstars. We got the quarterbacks dueling off, going toe to toe. I think this is a game and I think Julio, great start. Ridley, great start. Gage, great start. Cooper, great start. Gallup, great start. And Lamb, great start. Obviously, a touchdown going to either of those guys is going to really affect, but I think there's going to be a lot of passing volume, a lot of touchdown scoring opportunities. So I'm all in this week on all six of those guys. Now, Hayden Hurst is the tight end. He had six points. All right. Yeah, I'm not starting Hayden Hurst. I told you guys at the beginning of the season, I'm out on Hayden Hurst. I don't like Hayden Hurst. I don't think he's good. I don't think we can say Austin Hooper did well, meaning that means Hayden Hurst will do well. No, because Austin Hooper is a way better player than Hayden Hurst. I don't think Hayden Hurst is that good. And I already said, 
I think Jones, Ridley, and Gage have great monster performances. I think uh, Todd Gurley has a pretty good game too. There's not room, in my opinion, for Hayden Hurst to also get involved. Because for a tight end, you're banking on a touchdown. I don't think it happens for Hayden Hurst this week. All right, who am I taking in this game? I think the uh, Falcons uh, lose to the Cowboys in a high-scoring shootout. I think the Cowboys get their first win of the Mike McCarthy era, and the, the the Falcons fans are so frustrated because Matt Ryan's put up 450 yards in the first two weeks. Their running back's looking good, and they still can't win. That's what I think happens. All right, Lions versus Packers. Packers coming off a great week one. Rodgers was dominant, looked like his old self. Aaron Jones scored a couple of touchdowns, showed us that the touchdown regression may not be hitting as hard as we expected. Uh, 17 points from him. Uh, Williams and Dylan didn't really do much, but Devontae Adams, huge game, 42 points. Alan Lazard, 18 points. And Valdez Scantling had 19 points. How are we dealing with this situation in Green Bay where there's so many different different uh, players kind of fighting for the opportunities? Here it is. Rodgers, start. Aaron Jones, start. Adams, Start, obviously. Lazard, start. Scantling, sit. Scantling is going to rely. You have to have a massive play from Scantling. He's a big play guy. And I uh, I think he is much more of a wild card than Lazard. I think Lazard is a better wide receiver overall. And I think, I think you can start Scantling, but I'm not expecting the consistent production from him as much as Lazard. Now, if you have him, own him. You can play him into your flex. I'm just not doing it personally, but but make sure that Lazard and Scantling are on your roster because whoever emerges as the wide receiver two for Aaron Rodgers this year is going to be a great fantasy play all year long because Rodgers, I think, is showing us he is still in his prime. He isn't, he isn't on the decline yet, and I think it's going to be Lazard. I think he's the guy who's the number two, but there's still a chance it's Scantling. We don't know after week one. That, 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 those are just my thoughts. Now on the Lions side of the ball, DeAndre Swift uh had that had the uh the drop touchdown which was pretty tragic. 11 fantasy points could have been a lot better with that touchdown. Lions game would have been a lot better with the touchdown. But how, what are we making of this DeAndre Swift, <clears throat> Adrian Peterson, Carryon Johnson uh uh backfield? Carryon Johnson droppable in all formats. I'm sorry, guys, but the carry-on Johnson experiment is over. Adrian Peterson, 93 yards, three receptions. He had 14 points without a touchdown. And if you watch this, he looked good. It wasn't like, oh, he just got the ball a bunch and kind of hammered it for two yards. No, he looked good. He looked fast. He looked elusive. So are we starting Adrian Peterson against the Packers? I think you can because I think there are a lot of teams out there with Adrian Peterson and their starting running backs or their flex plays are already injured. I think those guys are out there. And if you have to start Adrian Peterson, I think you can. I think he's going to give you solid production. I guess I was wrong about Peterson being washed. I guess I was wrong. I really thought he was washed, but no, he's not. I think he's going to have a solid, solid game. DeAndre Swift? Um, hard to tell what they're going to do because he he did get the touchdown, the rushing touchdown, which is good, but I imagine a lot of goal line work would go to 
Um, Adrian Peterson, I'm not starting Swift yet, but I'm definitely owning him if he's still available or anything because I think he is the future of this backfield. But right now, I think it's going to be a Swift-Peterson split. And I think Peterson right now is a better running back currently. Now, Aaron Jones, we're starting, obviously. And then the Lions uh, wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, um, he's still out with a hamstring injury. Doesn't look like he will be back. Uh, So Marvin Jones gets a massive boost, although he only had nine points. And that's what it's kind of looking like. The the Lions were much more run-oriented last week with Galladay out. So I'm not really, I'm not high on Matthew Stafford this week with Galladay out, but it does make it so Peterson, once again, startable, and DeAndre Swift, startable if you have to. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson gets the biggest boost. 16 fantasy points a game, uh, last game. You know, 5 for 5, 56 yards, a very good, oh, and the touchdown, a very good game from your tight end. Very good game from the tight end. I think he has another good game. I think uh, Hawkinson is really going to establish himself as a starting tight end in the NFL. I think he's I think he's really going to show us. All right, next game. Oh, who do I have winning? I got Green Bay taken again. Another great Aaron Rodgers performance. All right, Vikings, Colts. We got Kirk Cousins coming off a garbage time performance and Phillip Rivers coming off a uh, a a failed garbage time performance. He threw that interception to end it. Uh, that was horrible. He should have had another pick too. It was callback for a penalty. Rivers didn't look there that good. He I, that was pretty disappointing to see. So who are we starting in this? Kirk Cousins, I think, is a good starting option. I think he uh, gets gets you know gets back into the rhythm of football. You know, he's trying to figure things out without Diggs. I think he's a good starting option, though. I don't think he's going to have a massive game, but I think it's going to be kind of like last week, twenty points. If you need twenty points from a quarterback, if you were banking on, uh, if you were banking on, I don't know, some quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins, with Galladay out, I'd take Cousins. Now, on the other side, Rivers, I'm not starting. He didn't show me enough for me to be excited about starting. Now, week three, I'm definitely streaming him when he goes against the Jets, because the Jets are, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins starting, Rivers, I'm not starting, but keep him on your radar for next week if you need a quarterback. Now, the running back position, Delvin Cook, obviously starting. Uh, he had the two touchdowns, didn't get a lot of work, uh, but he looked good. And it was just, the, the game got out of hand fast after the second half. So Delvin Cook, I'm expecting a, a good performance out of again. Now, the interesting guys, Jonathan Taylor and Hines, both are starters. Taylor has been confirmed the starter after Marlon Mack uh, ruptured his Achilles. Uh, Jonathan Taylor wasn't super efficient, 9 for 22. But he got six receptions for 67 yards, saved the fantasy day with 14 points. And Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to have a great game. I think he's going to get a much larger workload. I'm expecting 18 to 20 carries. Uh, 90 yards or so, and some involvement in the receiving game and a touchdown. I'm expecting a great Jonathan Taylor game. Naeem Hines, I'm also starting. Great flex. Great RB2 in PPR leagues. Eight targets, eight receptions, 45 yards in the touchdown. And we know Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, here's what he does. He throws a ton of short passes to running backs. But, but the volume... The amount of times Philip Rivers passes in games, 46 attempts last week, I think like 16 of them to the running back position. Taylor and Hines are both very 
good starts. Hines, especially in these PPR leagues. I'm interested in him. Now, the wide receiver position, T.Y. Hilton didn't get much done, nine fantasy points. Paris Campbell, uh, 14 fantasy points. I think we're kind of going to see the Paris Campbell emergence and T.Y. Hilton become the wide receiver too. On the Colts, interested in starting either of them? Not really. I think Campbell and Hilton are both startable, but hopefully you have better, more safe options that don't rely on Phillip Rivers. Uh, the, The Vikings, they did get completely torched last week by the Packers, but it's hard to tell. Was that because the secondary is horrible or is that because they were going against Aaron Rodgers and a much better, more efficient offense? So I'm not exactly 100% sure which of those is the case. It may be a bit of both. That's what I probably think. So Hilton and Campbell, I think you probably have better options. But again, if you're someone who had Michael Thomas and Galladay, which that's a pretty common combination because you get Michael Thomas, you know, mid-eighth and then comes back, swings around. Hilton and Campbell are both solid, solid starts if you have to. Uh, once again, Russian roulette with the touchdowns. But uh, I like Campbell a bit more than Hilton. If I had to choose just one guy, I would go Campbell. Now, Thielen had the monster garbage time performance. He had the 32 points, two touchdowns, most of it coming at the end of the game, the fourth quarter. And I'm starting I'm starting Adam Thielen, obviously, because I think if they're in the game, if they're competing in the game, it's because Thielen is doing well. And if they're completely getting blown out, Thielen will have a lot of garbage time points. That's what we saw last week, and I expect similar results this rest of the season. Um, so Thielen is a great play once again. Justin Jefferson, uh, only four points, not starting him. And then I'm not... I'm not uh, not too interested in either of these tight ends, Rudolph or Doyle, so I'm not going to talk about them. Who do I have winning that? I think the Colts are going to... Uh, I don't know. That one's tough. Who's going to win that? Oh, man. I think the Colts win. I think it's close. I think Kirk Cousins is looking good, but I think Taylor and Hines are just a little too much for the for the Vikings to deal with, especially with the secondary problems that they have. Uh, I think Hilton and Campbell are going to give them a little trouble out in the secondary, and it's going to really open up the game for those those running backs. All right, the next game, we've got the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. Guys, Josh Allen is going to go off again. Josh Allen is going to put up 30 to 35 points, and TikTok is going to get really mad at me again, even though I'm telling you guys, start Josh Allen. He's going to have a monster start to the season, and then things are going to go sell from there after he gets to week eight and faces the Patriots, and then he's got a really tough schedule after that. And look, here's here's one problem with Josh Allen, because I will give him credit. He's a great fantasy option right now. I don't like the fact that he leads the league in most yards after contact. That's not what I want from my quarterback. That's how you get injured. That's how you dislocate a shoulder and miss 10 games. So I would like to see Josh Allen taking less hits as a fantasy owner, a concerned fantasy owner. But right now, Josh Allen is a great fantasy option. Start him with full confidence. Other side of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, no way. No way, Jose. We got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. They combined 10 and 11 points. Really really depended on who got the touchdown. And that's why I'm kind of staying away. I, I wasn't too high on this backfield before. It's going to depend on who gets the goal line work or who gets the goal line touchdown because a lot of the... Well, receiving work, because a lot of the rushing touchdowns are going to go to Josh Allen right now, which is frustrating if you own either of these running backs. 
I don't like either of them. Decent flex options, you know, RB2s, RB3s, whatever. But I, I, I was not high on them, and I think we can expect similar results like we saw last week. One of them to get 10, the other to get 11, which which is fine. But it's, it, it, neither of them are going to be league winners by any means. On the other side of the ball, we got Miles Gaskin um, and Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Ugh, it's gross. I don't think I'm starting anyone on there. I guess Gaskin, a little interesting. 40 yards. He had some involvement in the passing game. 10 points. Um, but I don't know. I'm not starting Gaskin. I'm not starting Howard, and I'm not starting Brita. You can if you want. I'm not. I I, I just don't like the idea of a three-headed committee between those guys. Just, it's it's awful. All right, wide receivers. Diggs and Brown both had great games. Uh, both were targeted often. Some touchdowns for Brown. Got the screen, took it to the house. This week, I'm expecting similar results, 15 to 20 points for each. Uh, you hope one of them rips off a huge touchdown again. Uh, you can't count on that, but they've, they've got good chances, especially in this matchup. So I do like Diggs. I do like Brown this week. I'm all in this week on pretty much everyone in the Bills offense, except I'm not high on either of those running back options. And uh, for the Dolphins, we've got Parker, eight points. He got hurt, staying away. Preston Williams, six points, staying away. I, I I don't like anyone on the Dolphins. Okay, let's move on. Oh, who do I have winning bills? They're going to boat race them again. All right, we've got San Francisco versus the New York Jets. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, you are so bad. And Adam Gase is so bad. And now Denzel Mims and Le'Veon Bell are both on injured reserve. This is so bad. This is just, <laughs> I feel bad for Jets fans. This is why you guys, you know, you went through COVID. The The light at the end of the tunnel was, oh, football season is going to come back at least. We got that. And then, yeah, this is your football team. I'm sorry, guys. Your, uh, your coach is probably the worst coach in the NFL. I want to talk about Adam Gase. I have not been shy on this podcast about voicing my opinion on Adam Gase. The dude is horrible. He is a horrible coach. He got that recommendation from Peyton Manning because he let Peyton Manning call all the plays. And every team tries this Adam Gase experiment because he's supposed to be some offensive mastermind. He's the opposite. He's like the evil scientist who's working for the other team. It's like being paid by the other teams to sink the Jets. Or He's the common denominator in all those teams. Look, back in Miami, Tannehill, Parker, and uh, Kenyon Drake all did nothing, nothing. Gase leaves. They get on different teams. As soon as they're away from Adam Gase, Tannehill's leading teams to the playoffs. Kenyon Drake is a great fantasy star, and Parker had the end-of-the-year breakout. He comes to the Jets, Sam Darnold, the bright, promising quarterback, just demolishes him. Just demolishes Sam Darnold. It's sad. My my one sick and twisted fantasy is that Stefanski isn't getting it done in Cleveland, and they fire him and bring in Adam Gase as head coach, and we've got a Baker Mayfield-Adam Gase duo in Cleveland, just because I think that would be perfect. I think that would just, like, that would be such the the epitome of awful 
I would love it. I would love to see that. So I'm sorry, Jets fans, you have to deal with Adam Gase for now. Um, honestly, I don't think you'll have to deal with him for the whole 16-game season, 17-game. Uh, but who are we starting? We're starting Jameson Crowder. Dude's a PPR machine. 13 targets, 7 receptions. Now Le'Veon Bell is gone. Uh, Jamison Crowder is going to just... Wait, well... He has the hamstring injury, I just remembered. Um, Goodness. <laughs> and the worst keeps getting worse. Jamison Crowder probably won't play. I just... I, I forgot that. I forgot he injured his hamstring. Oh, man. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad, guys. I'll talk to Fancy Docs tomorrow about Jamison Crowder, but holy smokes. I'm sorry, Jets fan. I'm not starting anyone um, at all on this team. Wow. I'm. You guys are awful. 49ers side of the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo, once again, a solid start. Um, He missed those... <laughs> he kind of lost them the game last week. He had those... Horrible passes to end it. But it doesn't matter for fantasy because he got two scores. He had a pretty solid game. And he's going to do that again. He's got a good matchup coming up. Jets, Giants, Philly, Miami. Garoppolo could be a, a, a great streamer candidate these next couple weeks. Running back position, Mostert with the massive game, 25 points. Most of it coming on that one touchdown. Um, the 76-yard touchdown. But he's fast. He's always has that in his uh, you know bag of tools, something he can do, break off huge plays. And against the Jets, I think he has a great chance of doing something like that again. Jarek McKinnon against the Jets is very much startable, especially if you lost some running back or a wide receiver and you, you just got to fill it in. Tevin Coleman, uh, he seems to be the odd one out, which is interesting because McKinnon, we hadn't seen him play in like two, three years. But he came in, filled that RB2. So Mostert and McKinnon are both very much startable. I'm starting them if I have them this week against the Jets. Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I'm not starting either of them. Kittle, he's already hurt, uh, but but they expect him to play. Uh, you're starting him if you have him, especially in this matchup. But it's, it's interesting. I think Mostert, McKinnon will be good plays. Garoppolo is a good play. And... Uh, Kittle's a good play as far as the wide receiver position. I don't think you can confidently start any of them. Um, the one hope for Kendrick Bourne is that he rips off a huge touchdown against the Jets because the Jets are awful. But you can't bank on that. You, you can't just plug him in saying, oh, it's a good matchup, even because he hasn't done anything yet. I guess if you are a team that had like Michael Thomas, Galladay, Godwin, and Jamison Crowder. <laughs> I guess Kendrick Bourne is looking pretty sexy right now. But uh, for more normal people who haven't suffered from horrible luck, not starting uh, Bourne this week, just because you can't bank on it. Now the Rams, I guess this is the last matchup for this podcast before we uh, end it and answer a couple a couple questionaroonies, a couple questions. We got Rams versus the Eagles. Jared Goff coming off a pretty bad game. But a win nonetheless. 275 yards and no touchdowns. Protected the ball. That was nice to see. No no interceptions yet for him. Uh, are we starting him against the Eagles? I am. I, I am still a believer in Goff. I think the touchdowns will go up. I, I, I think if he throws, you know, 30 times and has 275 yards, and a, I think he'll get some touchdowns. Sorry, I, I, I misspoke. He did have the interception, which is worrisome. But Eagles, they, they allowed a 
decent game from Haskins. So I am starting golf. I'm not super confident, but I, I, I still believe in golf. All right. I still believe he hasn't he hasn't made me extremely disappointed yet. May happen, but but right now I'm still starting golf. Wentz, can we expect the bounce back? 13 fantasy points, two interceptions last week. I don't like Wentz this week. No. Because Aaron Donald is gonna completely destroy him. We saw what the Washington football team did to Wentz, pressured him, forced him into making bad decisions. I'm not starting him this week. Now, it will help that Miles Sanders is there. He's been practicing, should play. That does help. But I'm still not confident in Wentz this week after what I saw last week. And Deshaun Jackson didn't do anything. Rhaegar didn't really do anything at all. Jeffrey isn't playing. There are not enough weapons. There's Ertz and Godare. And I'm starting both those guys. I think they'll both do well. I'm starting Miles Sanders. But I don't think Carson Wentz has a good game. All right. Now the Rams side of the ball, Malcolm Brown really emerged, 26 points, 18 attempts, 79 yards, and two touchdowns, had a couple catches too. That's great, guys. Uh, Not many people saw this coming. I didn't think Malcolm Brown was going to be the guy. I didn't like Cam Akers, and I didn't like Daryl Henderson, but I also didn't really like Malcolm Brown. But Malcolm Brown looks to be the starter, and he was given that opportunity. And he capitalized, and I think he will retain that starting job for as long as he can. And I think he's a good start this week against Philadelphia. We saw two rushing touchdowns against Philadelphia last week. Uh, uh, Gibson had some good rushes. I think he's a good play. I think Gib- uh, Brown is a good play this week. Wide receivers, I love Robert Woods. 105 yards on six receptions. Great game. Didn't score. But as I said, if you've got a wide receiver who's put up, posting 100 yards on like five-plus receptions, the chances of a touchdown go drastically up. So Robert Woods is a weekly locked and loaded start. Cooper, he was quiet, but uh, I think he's a good start given the, the wide receiver landscape. A lot of teams with Cooper, prob- or a lot of teams with Cup are probably hurting with other wide receivers. That's The wide receiver position is getting hurt a lot this week already so I think Cup becomes a solid starter if you have to and like I said if they're throwing if they're that many yards there will be some touchdowns thrown I don't think we see another game where there isn't a passing touchdown Alrighty, so that is the last of the matchups for this podcast we'll get into the remaining eight and the injury report with uh, Dr. Nathan Natwa uh, tomorrow Tomorrow, that will be coming out late tomorrow night. And we're going to get to a couple questions here on uh, on the email. We're going to get into some of them. Uh, we've got J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, and Mike Kosicki. Who do I start? Well, Tyler, I think Brandon Cooks, now that he's healthy, is a pretty decent play. But I am way higher on J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to get more work each week. And I think he's going to produce. And we saw him get the goal line carries, which is extremely exciting. Because goal line carries were the one carries that even people who liked Dobbins, like me, we were still expecting the goal line carries to go to Mark Ingram. They went to Dobbins. He got the touchdowns. He made the most of those opportunities, so I think J.K. Dobbins is the best play out of those guys this week. 
Uh, Max has a question. Thinking of starting Ben Roethlisberger over Breeze because Roethlisberger played well last week and Breeze just lost his go-to guy, Michael Thomas. Both Breeze and Roethlisberger are facing similar-ranked defense. Broncos for Roethlisberger and the Raiders for Breeze. I was also thinking of not playing Malcolm Brown this week as the Eagles' run defense looked pretty good week one, but I don't know what running back I should start instead. Moss, Dobbins, or Gibson. Lastly, if Galladay does play, obviously I'm going to play him, but what wide receiver should I remove from my lineup? Diggs, Woods, or Moore? DJ Moore. I was leaning towards removing Diggs if Galladay is able to play this weekend. All righty. So for the quarterback, uh, for the quarterback position, I think yeah, Breeze has suddenly become a much worse option with Michael Thomas now out, and he didn't look that phenomenal last week. So I think Ben Roethlisberger very much startable over over uh, over Drew Brees. I I agree with you with that one, and I think you should plug him in. Now, if you don't play Malcolm Brown. You can start Moss, Dobbins, or Gibson. So you mentioned that the Eagles' run defense looked pretty good week one, which on one hand it did, and on one hand it didn't. They allowed the two touchdowns on the ground, but there were nine goal line carries. But you're probably looking at how ineffective Peyton Barber was. I think a lot of that, I don't want to doubt the Eagles, but Peyton Barber is a very inefficient, pretty bad running back. And Gibson averaged four yards per carry. So I don't think the Eagles' run defense is as good as it looked. I think that just Barber is a horrible run back, super inefficient. So I think I think Malcolm Brown is the best play out of those guys you gave just because he had 18 carries. As much as I like Dobbins, as much as you know you may like Moss or Gibson, Malcolm Brown had 18 carries. Those guys did not come close to that workload. And Malcolm Brown... I think, is the starter, and as long as he produces, is the starter. And none of those three guys are clear starters in their situation, so I would play Malcolm Brown this week. If you are dead set on not playing Malcolm Brown, I would probably go Dobbins just because I think he's going to be more involved and continue to get goal line work. And if Galladay is able to play, are you starting him over more or digs? Uh, so let me look up the newest update on Galladay. He did not practice. It's a hamstring injury. Honestly, I don't expect him to play. That I, I don't expect him to play. And if he does play on a hamstring that hasn't practiced, I don't think I would play him. I think it may be like a, a, a just a bad week for him, even if he does play. So, okay, if somehow Galladay is magically 100% healthy, I would probably play him over Diggs, keeping Woods and more, but I'm not expecting Galladay to play, and depending on the injury report, if he does play, I'm still not playing him if he does. So hope that helps you answer your questions, and that is going to be the end of the Profit Podcast for today. Hope you guys liked it. This one went a lot longer than I was hoping, but it, it's okay. We got nothing else to do. I hope you guys liked it. I will uh, see you guys next time. As always, have a phenomenal Thursday. Hope you like the game today. Hope it's better than... Uh, I was going to make an Odell Beckham joke, but never mind. (laughs) See you guys later.